setup. I'm Chris Grace, and, and I was just uh, the echo on the machine was throwing me off there. <laughs> I'm Chris Grace, and we have uh, Justin Zell as a guest guest co-host. Host. Yeah, once again. Awesome. Um, and uh, boy, I might. It's still. It's morning. It's Sunday morning. Sunday morning. And I'm still processing what we have to do today. Yeah, we have uh, some workshops to go. To. We have workshops. I have it private, not private. It's smaller. <laughs> yeah. Do we know uh, how many people? No. Have I wonder what they mean by smaller. It's going to be a smaller workshop with uh, Danny Diortes uh, in so cool. about half an hour, uh, and then I had uh, purchased Avner the Eccentrics uh, lecture, and then yep. realized that my plane was at the same time. I'm <laughs> so Justin's going to be taking that one. I'm so excited. Thank you for offering it to me. And uh, we just. Uh, as long as you take copious notes. Yes. And I was thinking maybe you could record a little. Notes. What was that? <laughs> Sticking up. I said take. No, 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 no. I'm plugging it. For some reason, I don't know why I'm plugging in oh, my oh, iPhone. Oh, you're going to. Yeah, And yeah. I was going to record it. I'm plugging it in so that my iPhone doesn't die. Yeah, basically yeah, yeah. what the idea was. I don't know why I said it like that. Um, and did, and did That was uh, you plug, plugging your iPhone into the sound system. Right, right. I did I did mime. silent lecture. Right. Because let's say he's not going to talk the whole time. He's just going to. Make us move. Um, Excited about it. No, but maybe you can give us, uh, when you get back to Pittsburgh, record a little uh, audio. Oh, yeah, that'd be cool. Update for us on the, what you thought of that uh, yeah, workshop. I'll definitely do. I'll give you a summary. So, uh, just, just a quick Sounds little good. episode to talk about the the day. This is really actually day three. That we're going to talk about, yeah. And the final and day of the convention. We're into day four, right? Yeah, because yeah. we talked all the way through Danny Diotrit, his show. Yes. Um, so Saturday morning, I, again, I uh, believe I slept in. Did mm-hmm. we talk about Morgan and West? We, we talked about the show. Talk about the show. Um, I did not really attend much of their lecture. I took the very beginning of it. Yeah. And then I realized this is a time to go to the dealer's room. That's right. No one will be there. So I, I went to the dealer's um, room instead. Uh, and I think I mentioned that I purchased their book, which is called yes. Parlor Tricks. Right. It'll be coming out from Vanishing Soon. I haven't got a chance to look at it yet, but um, I actually talked to... Uh, Reese Morgan, and he said that uh, I I was wondering if there were separate lecture notes or anything, and he said not, most of everything they taught was going to be in the book. Yeah, so then so you could sleep in. <laughs> I bought the book and I slept in. There you that go. That's what I did. <laughs> um, actually, I took it pretty easy Saturday morning. I yeah. didn't uh, really have anything that I really needed to go do until um, Avner the eccentric Omadini interview. Uh, I think we both missed this. Yes, we both missed. Yes, that. regrettably. Um, um, I heard it was very interesting. Uh, John uh, Ty mentioned that it was really, really interesting. Uh, Omadini is a uh, magician from Ecuador who uh, I believe lost his vision and continues to perform until this day. That is, yeah, yeah, it's not very interesting. It was super um, cool. But a casualty of me being lazy. <laughs> uh, but we did make it to Avner and, the Eccentrics and lecture. me getting coffee. I went after I went to the dealer's room. I went and got coffee because ah. <laughs> there was no more free coffee downstairs. Anyway, so uh, we saw Avner the Eccentrics wonderful lecture. I will say I spoke to someone um, near me mm-hmm. uh, after the lecture, and he said it was the best lecture he had ever seen. Really? Yeah. Wow. Uh, it was just definitely very distilled. That's someone else I I talked to. How he just distilled down the idea of. Um, how to interact with your audience and how to perform, how to be that you're having a conversation with your audience, you know? And uh, he kind of boiled it all down to uh, breathing. Breath, yeah. Because uh, people would have questions and he would just say, breathe. It right. was like his answer right. to almost every, per- <laughs> you know? Yeah, it reminded me of an improv teacher who also told me to do that too. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what else to say about that one. 
No, it was just great. I just wrote down like almost every every other sentence out of his mouth was just uh, a gem of ideas and and uh, and reinforces yeah. things I already knew. But. Yeah, I guess if I could sum it up, it's basically that. Um, oh, one thing that stuck with me is he he said to finish things on stage. So if you lift right. up a chair and put it somewhere else, let there be an exhale as you right. finish that moment yeah. before you go on to the next. If you have a volunteer. And they're going back to their seat. Watch them go all the way back to the right their seat instead of just, just barreling on to your next thing. Right, you're not going to be more interesting. They're gonna, their people are going to start looking at that person. I'm totally guilty of it, and I've and I've done it. And I go, oh wait, what's going on here? Yeah. So, really and he gave us a, a visual of like he he let a volunteer go and then immediately started the next thing. And you could still the person sort of see, see the person like clambering over people to get back to their seat. Right. Right. Yeah. Exactly. That's yeah. going to be much more interesting than anything he's going to do. I love that idea. Uh, I went to the dealer's last the closing hour. Mm-hmm. I bought a fold up close mat, close up mat. That's right. So uh, you get your name into the hat for lots of prizes. And I didn't win anything. No. Bum, 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 bum. So then we made it back to uh, the hall for the David Williamson hour. Right. We didn't know what it was going to be. And neither did he really. No. He definitely seemed to improvise. It was very funny, very interesting. He started with a guest lecture from Hector Mancha. Right, that's right. <laughs> Which I thought was funny. I thought it was pretty it And was actually, pretty funny. good little mini lesson on one thing. Yeah. Um, which was a, a harmonica, playing a harmonica and finding somebody's named card. Right. And that was uh, harder than I thought it was. Right, yeah. And probably, like, not as easy. The, so when you see it and you're thinking, like, well, I think it's this. Right. Probably, it was probably a thing where I would go like, oh, I think it's this. Let me try it and be like, oh, no, this is harder than I yeah. think it Because then when he did it, it was kind of, um, he he basically, like you say, four of hearts. Well, he's playing the harmonica. And then by the end of the song that he's playing, he's got the four of hearts in his mouth. Yeah. I thought what was brilliant about it was I thought there was something in his mouth the whole time. Yes. He tries to talk during it, like, you give me a card. Yeah. And I thought he had the card already in his mouth. Right. But he didn't. He had nothing in his mouth. Yeah. <laughs> that was so brilliant. Yeah. That was so brilliant. Uh, and then Dave Williamson brought a child up on stage mm-hmm. who performed some magic. And child? How old was he, you think? Did he say how old he was? Uh, it's probably like 15, probably. 15. Is that yeah. not a child? <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. T- yes, it's a child. But yes, I, yes. when you say child, I'm thinking that everyone's going to visualize that it's a 10 year old or something like that. Yeah, well, a young 15 though. In yeah. terms of like, he wasn't. It wasn't like oh, he could have been 13 about or to go to college or something. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But hit and, with um, his beanie hat. <laughs> I'd say a little bit of uh, d- differing opinions on this moment of the lecture. Yeah, because basically he said, I, I haven't really planned this part of the lecture. Can we bring somebody up and right. just do your do a magic trick and we'll just sort of talk. We've got, yeah. I mean, I'm quoting. He said, like, we've got a brain trust here of some of the best minds in magic. Right. This is a safe space for you coming to do he your magic. He did say the word safe space. That is true. Um, and, and he also wrapped it in, like, the memory of Joni Spina. Uh-huh. Which, uh, I'm saying Joni like I knew her. Uh, Joan Spina, who, you know, was Gave her lots of good little... Yeah. Gave him, yeah. Yeah, of assistant of, of David Copperfield, who I always noticed, and I knew she was his choreographer, and I did know a little bit later on that she had had this whole career of like directing magicians, yeah, and lecturing about it. Um, so it was kind of wrapped up in that, and then so then he kind of subverted it. He basically he roasted the kid. Basically roasted the kid. Yeah, and I felt a little weird about that. I you, felt like if he had done the same thing and it was a classroom of ten 
people all that 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 guy's age would that have been better do you think i don't he probably know wouldn't have been as seemingly harsh in the sense that he's trying to get laughs out of the audience I, I just sort of identified i put myself in the kids shoes and i just think if i had volunteered and this happened to me i would not have been glad that i volunteered yeah and maybe i would have convinced myself by the end of it haha look every oh they're all clapping because i put my leg over the chair or did the thing that he told yeah. me to do but he was very much a prop for David Williamson to get laughs off of for the, from the audience. That's where I'm. That's where I'm wondering. And and then when I think this, I'm thinking: Am I trying to justify it in some way? Was do you think there was any kind of pre-show? That's what I was talking to him. Uh, someone I talked to said he hoped that was true. Yes, and that's from. I'm also hoping, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, it didn't seem like it. I would say the the genuineness of the kids' responses didn't oh, seem really? planned. Yeah, but he was so he was know, he so committed to the thing when he when he when he got there. That, that kid is a great actor if that was true because he got flummoxed by the whole should I put the card in the middle moment. Oh, true. True. So, true, well, true. I'll talk about that with Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll ask John what he thinks. John yeah, John, yeah, John, yeah. John John can weigh in. I, I mean, he, I he didn't the see. thing is there's no denying that David Williamson is uh, one of the funniest people. Very so funny. So. Yeah. Uh and a useful lecturer overall. Yes. And then the gala, that's it. Yeah. It was uh, a great show. The gala show started with Arden James, who right. is a uh, sort of yeah, mime pantomime. magician, yeah, magician, silent act. Um, the the two gentlemen next to me in the gala were just gabbing away the whole show. Oh, I know. And one of the things that they said was, you see, this is the kind of silent act I like. <laughs> they said this so, so loud. So loud. Oh, my God. And I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, they every time I would be like want to shush them, they they would quiet down. But you know. okay, Arden James, I've seen uh, yeah a bunch of times at the castle, um, and I think he's great. Yeah, but he did a thing I've never seen before. Right. He did a little section with a kid that uh, was so funny, and I realized yeah. that, like you'll never see it at the castle. And I talked to him after the show, right? And he said, "Oh, you got to come when I'm at the castle. You got to come to the brunch, right? Uh, the palace show. That's when there are children at brunch, there, and, yeah. and then he can do that." section so he does it all there so if if you're listening you've seen Arden James at the castle but you haven't seen his brunch we gotta go go. see a brunch because the the part with the kid was so funny it was so funny yeah Yeah. and it looks dangerous but I feel like he's such a talented clown that he he that kid is in safe hands it feels like yeah see I think that kid was pre there's a little pre-show was was new ahead of time because of it's also the kid that was up there all the time yeah for everything there were a couple people throughout the convention that were constantly constantly getting up our friend john ty from pittsburgh that's right he was up there almost every time yeah that's right i forgot about that um and then who was after arden uh Uh, morgan and west were hosting the whole night yeah so they were the mcs what was the next one after that um Uh, was it uh it wasn't bubbles man we'll talk about the ones remember marco zopi and rolanda Yes, did oh my this God. Um, two-part act. One part was painting with light on yeah. kind of a on luminescent like a, curtain yeah, or something, like a, like glow tape type of. But it was all curtain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was fascinating. That was fascinating, and had a mixture of that and animation. Yes, so you didn't know what was sometimes the light drawing, things would sort of come to it was, life. It yeah. was yeah, projected. It was really really beautiful. And then at the end of her act, she wrote the word bubbles. And then, and I was like, "What does that mean?" And then Marco Zopi came out and did probably the best bubble act I've ever seen. It was amazing. It was amazing. He did a uh, the back half of his routine is a vertical plane, right? That is bubble, like the and window, honestly, like a window of bubble, yeah, a window of bubble that like the lights would shine on, and he would just he would just make it shimmer. Yeah, and I was like, you could just do that. It was just <laughs> pretty. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but it actually had one 
it had a moment where he just sort of created like a portal through it. Yeah, that was he put his arm through amazing. It. I, I, I it's mean, not I, what you think it was. He didn't put his arm through. He did put his arm through it, right? W- with like soap on his hands. So that oh, he is could. that what it was? No, no, no. But, at other points, but then right. he created an actual hole in the bubble. in the middle of the bubble and could move it. He could move that it. That was around. just absolutely amazing. It was so amazing. Great. Um, um, we did see David Williamson do a. Oh, that was the that was the bit in the between. I think maybe David Williamson did the the, the clown clown uh, nose the clown nose selection and they do they match or not and if they match if they don't match then they uh, the dad gets a pie in the face yeah the kid in the pie yeah. very fun very funny um, um, and then the colors do match so then the kid's wrong even though they match a different color than what were selected yeah yeah. Um, and then, uh, then Morgan, and, then Morgan and West did a, their card. That's something they do their cards across, or, and, car, or I, don't, I don't know what you call it. Yeah, it was it, basically it's like yeah, it's like cards across with a with a well, like the bullet catch of Ben and Teller. There's a line down the middle of the, and they're not going to cross. It did remind me of that bullet catch a yeah, lot. In fact, it might be almost exactly the same, except for that you know Teller just doesn't talk. But like that thing of like constantly reminding people we are not going to cross this line. Right, right, yeah. right. And then and then was it Hector? No, we're definitely missing some people, because it was a much longer show than that. It was a ninety-minute yeah, show. Yeah, I don't. Wow, that's but that's just what's bubbling up, and that means that's what we connected to. But I don't. Oh, Danny Duratiz did a little section. Oh, of course, yes, yes. Which you know, not throwing any shade. I mean, you're gonna love your workshop with him. But you said this is that it felt like at times like he kind of lost steam because the participants weren't doing kind of what he wanted. Them uh, to do. The there was one moment where. The rhythm of the routine lost a little gas for me because, and for him, um, I, it wasn't just me seeing this, but like, yeah. well, I felt it. Essentially, he has a count to find someone's card, and the spectator, um, there's so much obfuscation with him where he's like, do you want to add some, take away some, whatever. It's a very messy process, but the spectator actually miscounted the number oh, of cards. Right. So right. the reveal of that person's card was. They not, they it thought it was, yeah it so. wasn't right they thought it was when he said six they thought oh one two three four five six and then the seventh card would be their card not the one sixth. two three four five and then the sixth card was their card so, that's the, that was the mess up yeah kind of yeah and so that one little moment so there was basically a bunch of when you have a bunch of um I and I it just it was a one percent little drop in energy but I realized in an act where so much of it is chaos right. If you then have a reveal and it doesn't work, you have the you've given, been giving a suspension of disbelief the whole act. Like, okay, it's chaotic, but he's gonna pull it out. And then when he doesn't, it's like, oh, oh, ooh, ooh. it's also ee. it's also like it, you know, because people sometimes you know are, are nervous about doing his routines because there is an element of chance that they could mess up. Yeah, sometimes just because it is like he gives he gives the audience a lot of choice. Yeah, and sometimes maybe they don't <laughs> they shouldn't have that much choice. Um, but, uh, I'm sure we're forgetting yeah. somebody. I really hope not. I hope that it was because Hector had a long no Hector. Uh, we didn't give to Hector yet. Yeah. Uh, but because uh, Danny had a, a pretty long uh, segment, um, I think yeah, I think Hector uh, was the last one. I mean, you know, he was he was the closer. Little issue with the lighting, but outside of that, uh, manipulation that seemed absolutely magical. Basically, Hector Mancha did his Fism act. Yeah. And um, uh, a version of his physical. a version of his physical act, and it was very good. Uh, yeah, and it was great. Um, it started with him looking at the tech booth, like t- 
telling him to shut right. the lights shut out. Shut that right? one light out. It's too, it's too bright or whatever. Yeah. And I thought it was a bit. And then later people said it was not a bit. Yeah. Basically, there was a floodlight on him. Right. In addition to a vertical light down on him. And it's like he just needs the vertical light. He just needs light. the vertical light. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and probably in a normal like theater, theater space, a little bit of side lighting. Yeah. But he doesn't need straight on in front of him. So. Uh, and also, we you did mention last night that they probably don't have much time for tech. Right. There's there's so it's everything's so compact. There's probably not not enough time for tech. Okay, Justin, fun, quick thoughts on the whole convention. So fun, so great to uh, to hang out with some really just nice cool people. Yeah. Yeah. And and learn a lot. There's so many notes that I wrote down and and uh and inspire and get inspired by what people are are doing and uh and selling and uh yeah, that's pretty much it. How about you? Uh I had a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh I think I mentioned this, but I discovered that I don't get hungover when I drink alcohol. That's right. You've discovered something that evaded you for years and years and years. And um, <laughs> I bought a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah. This is going to be the end of uh, hopefully the bulk of my magic purchasing for 2020. We'll see how we'll see in few other episodes what, if, whether that yeah, holds true. See the holds true. <laughs> I was telling someone like we should do product reviews on the podcast. Uh oh, that'd be easy excuse well, for me to buy. Well, you have a. You have a backlog of products that you okay, can Okay, yeah, review. I should just pull products from my garage and review <laughs> Right, you could just do that. Uh, and uh, so when I go home, I'll talk to John about uh, some of my thoughts about conventions in general, compare yeah. them with his thoughts. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I had a blast. I already signed up for next year's. Yeah. I don't know if I will, who knows, a year from now, if anyone can do yeah. it schedule-wise, schedule but, yeah. uh, but I signed up for it. Yeah. Um, and uh, now I I'm going to go to Danny Diorti's. Yeah. Then later you're going to go to Avner. Yeah. And you're going to give us some updates I'll on give that. you an update about it. Totally. Absolutely. And uh, so check out Justin at the Steel City Improv Theater. I appreciate it. Um, the plug. <laughs> and uh, also IBM ring number... 13. Lucky number 13. The Tampa ring in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's right. Uh, and also to Adrian, who's the president of that. That's right. Who I met this weekend. And John yeah. Tai, who's a participant or... Yeah, he's, a, he's of often, often guest uh, and in Liberty Magic. He works at Liberty Magic as well as both the Marks. Don't ask me their last names. I don't know. I just know they're both named we Mark. Jack Greenberg. And Jack Greenberg and, and Carol, um, his wife, were and, there um, too. Noah. Up and, and coming Noah. magician Noah. Noah. Oh my gosh. Noah is so good. He's going to be amazing. He's only 15. Uh, and also today and last night it got very cold in Columbus and started to beat hail and sleet and snow and now I'm ready to go home to Los Angeles. <laughs> Go to the warmth. Uh, thanks, Justin. Thank you. We'll go to our classes and we'll talk to you guys later. Mm-hmm.